Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So shortly after Charlie left us recording this evening, the team for the first game of the Lions tour was announced, and it felt only right that we uh, that we made a, a reaction to that. And in order to do so, I had a chat with uh, regular attacking scrum contributor, a good friend of the podcast, the Mighty Murph, and uh, here's what he had to say. Evening, Murph. Hello, mate. Okay. Yeah, good. We're uh, we're the ones doing the breaking news, the uh, the Sky Sports really? news routine for us. Cutting edge. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're really worried when you and I are at the cutting edge, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's it. We were we were just saying we got quite lucky during the uh, during the Six Nations with Howley and naming um, naming the sides on the Wednesday, which is when we record the podcast. So that was quite yeah. fortunate. We were 24 hours early. They were announcing them now and again, which was good for us. But really, the way the way the uh, selection consistency was, it could have named them on Monday morning because they had no intention <laughs> of changing changing any of the uh, selections anyway. So that's it. Just slipping a uh, slipping a, a bit of paper over to the press that says as last week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, right. So this time round, it is um, it's reaction to the first Lions team. Of this tour, mm-hmm. so the players have, uh, have barely landed. You got, you, you got that right then. Uh, uh, <laughs> Again, thanks, Murph. No one, no one, yeah. would, have been, no one would have been any the wiser. None the wiser if it wasn't for me telling tales out of school. Uh, That's it, yeah. It's not, but we're not on tour though, so I can say what happened. That's it, yeah. Oh, we got, we've got a split camp, Pal, our uh, 2000, 2001 or 2005. Right. Yeah. So the the team is out for Saturday's Saturday's game versus the New Zealand Provincial Barbarians. Um, just to recap on that quickly, it's a front row of Joe Marler, Rory Best, Carl Sinclair, Alwyn Jones, Ian Henderson in second row, Ross Moriarty, Sam Wolverton and Toby Falatau making up an all-Welsh back row. Halfbacks of Greg Laidlaw and Jolly Sexton, Tommy Seymour and Anthony Watson on the wings, Ben Teo and Jonathan Joseph in the centres and Stuart Hogg at fullback. And the replacements, Jamie George, Mako Vinopola, Tyg Furlong, George Cruz, Justin Tipperick, Reese Webb, Owen Farrell, and um, who's at fullback? Jared Payne. So mm. yes, it's um, what do you what do you Jared, make of it well, first of all? Uh, 
uh, Janet Payne would cover about five positions in the back yeah, line everywhere we'll except actually, line yeah. and ten, probably. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, it's strongly detected, uh, the selection by who didn't play last weekend. It um, is, but at the same time, I think all of those things considered, it's, uh, it's a pretty strong, it's a pretty strong outfit, I think. Yeah, um, well, I mean, it could potentially be the only easy game of the tour because the, at this opposition are players who can't make Super 15 rugby. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, um, and it's, an, and it's was, an invitational 15 as well, which obviously makes it, uh, it kind which of, is exactly, the, which the is same. exactly what the Lions are. Exactly. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It, it yeah. is. And, you know, it does make it that little bit. Mm. Uh, that little bit f- fairer, I guess. And, but it's going to need to be because these players are coming straight off the back of a, of a really hard season. Uh, theirs or ours? No, ours. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm, like I say, possibly the only easy game. I don't, I'm saying that now we'll probably struggle. But, uh, <laughs> um, I mean, if the, the people like Sam Warburton who haven't had much rugby of late, it's important to get some minutes in for them and hopefully they can, I mean, you know that it should be. It, Warren Gatlin's been on the news today talking about the short uh, uh, preparation time mm. for the. I mean, they've landed early hours of this morning and they're playing in three days' time. Um, and he said, "There's no point in complaining about it because there's nothing I can do to change it. It is what it is. We just got to get on with it." But <clears throat> if you think of it, they're going to play against the best team in the world soon, and like uh, because of the. Certain players have been available for Lions training and certain players haven't, depending on who's progressing to different finals and what have you. Uh, it, it takes a while to, to bed in a scrum. Like, yeah, absolutely. It, it's not just, um, I'm good at scrummaging, you're good at scrummaging, let's, yeah. let's grab each other and scrummage. It, it doesn't necessarily work like that. It takes, uh, uh, hour, time on the training field and time in a game before all that comes together. So, I know he's taking, I know he's taking it. Well, there's no point moaning because it is what it is. But, um, it is, I mean, you can see why they'll be tempted to go with combinations in, in all parts of the field, but particularly in the scrum because, yeah. uh. Well, yeah, like you say, it doesn't, it, much it doesn't easier. just, it doesn't just happen based on a set of individual skills as anyone who has scrummaged I mean, in front it, of me it, and don't get me wrong, testify. Don't get me wrong, it helps if everyone, <laughs> everyone you pick is good at scrummaging, but you've still got a bed in as your unit, you know? So, um, I mean, for example, um, McElvoney Polo was on the last tour, mm. four years ago, his, his scrummaging was shocking. He was there, he was there because he was a great carrier, like he wasn't there and for he, scrummaging. And he struggled, he struggled of late as well. Mm, but he is, he is, that said, he is unrecognizable. I mean, scrummaging is much better than it was. He holds, he holds his own, you know, in top flight European games and, uh, he wasn't doing that four years ago. So, uh, yeah, I, it, um, it's going to be, well, you know, it, 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 every, every, uh, and this is the only, I suppose if the Lions were going to South Africa this time around, it would be a bit of a washer mm. because they're in such poor form, but, yeah, exactly. But theoretically, every Lions tour is impossible because you play in, uh, traditionally either New Zealand or one of the top three teams in the world is what they usually are. Um, but South Africa have let it slip lately, but uh, usually you're playing one of the top teams in the world with a scratch team, with a team of players who lots of people never played together before only against each other. So that said, like you say, there won't be too much time, um, too much time to, to have together in order to, you know, to formulate these, these key units and a, and a game plan and, and stuff. But yeah. I guess having a look into the backs, 
you've potentially got a glimpse of of things to come with um with this combination in the center of Tio and and Joseph yeah uh, i mean i hadn't actually like there's certain positions where everyone's got an idea of who thinks they're going to yeah. be in the test team but i i hadn't actually especially with the resurgent form of like John Davis mm. who I picked holes in the other week not probably the last time I spoke to you I picked some big holes in John Davis and he's saying um, yeah he's, he's played the best two games that he's played in the last five years I think yeah it, it seems like from the day he made the squad from the day he made the Lions squad he, his, his outlook is completely different and he's just owning the, the you know the pitch uh, against Leinster in particular I thought he was outstanding defensively at least just shut everything down every you know, they, there's always all teams now always got players running ahead of the ball, which I still, I'm still, I'm showing my age. I'm still not keen. I still think yeah, it's rugby league and, and basically NFL obstruction. But uh, he um, he just read every single one right now and again. You, you know, people make mistakes and they have to they have to scramble to recover. But he just read every single one against Lancaster. I don't know if he studied the tapes or or what he did, but he was he was really on on, on his game. And so and that, um, but uh, going back to the original question. Um, I'm not sure who I even thought was going to be first choice in, in the centre. So every centre partnership that takes the field from in the next, uh, how many games have they got before the first test? Five games or something like that is going to be potentially, you know, making the, making the team. So um, it is. And, uh, you mentioned John Davis there and the player that he did such a phenomenal job on in that game against Leinster, Johnny Sexton starts at 10 for the Lions. Mm. Mm. Do you think he's got a got a bit of work to do? You know, he's got a real. It seems to me he's got a real battle on his hands if he wants to make that that Test ten shirt his. Um, yeah, but uh, it's kind of the the old. It's all when you're talking about the lines, you, you always end up talking in cliches because it's all been done before. But you kind of first thing you do is you make the playing. Yeah, and then and then you play for your place. Whether your form dropped off in the last few games of the season, or if your form picked up in the last few games of the season, it's all going to boil down to what you do on the actual tour. So um, he's got he's got the first chance to make any kind of a mark because he's playing, as we mentioned, the possibly the weakest opposition of the tour. So um, yeah, I mean, he's got none of his um, country mates around him. He's like uh, there's no Conor Murray and there's no Henderson or anything, but. Um, I mean, he's a, he's a, is this his third tour? I think it's his third tour. Um, is it? No, I think yeah, it's is it? Is it? Did he go in 09? No, he probably didn't do it. Stephen what? Jones still in 09. Stephen Jones is there, but I think he might have toured. Mm. Mm. Well, you know, we, you'd think we'd have prepared for this. <laughs> <laughs> well, you would. You have, you have this habit of throwing me hospital passes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which hopefully, um, which hopefully won't, um, we won't be seeing too many of come the, uh, come the weekend. No. Haha, <laughs> good. And, uh, so he, he um he's got a, I mean he's got a good chance anyway. I I mean it's um his opposition Dan Bigger hasn't has been in a in a uh side that's completely out of form of late. Mm. Um so you know, we see. I, I Greg Lake Greg Laidlaw's gonna be interesting. I mean the first, <laughs> first thing the first thing that caught my eye was the Welsh back row. Yeah. And then the, the, funny enough the second thing that caught my eye was the the front row that's on the bench for this first game quite yeah, easily looks like it could be the the test. To me, that's obviously something I'm giving some thought to, but I haven't thought about the centres. Yeah, the, I mean, that's the, a seriously strong front row there, isn't it? Yeah, and like a red-hot form as well. You know, um, 
European champions, two of them, and the other one has been like the standout. Well, he's been, he's been uh, yeah, he's been the standout tight head, certainly in the Northern Hemisphere, if not in the world, in the last season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the way he played against New Zealand in the, I know it's a long time ago now in rugby terms. Uh, he just the whole of the Southern Hemisphere must be saying, "Who's this guy, and how do you pronounce his name?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, along with the Northern Hemisphere as well, um, <laughs> along with along with Dan normally. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, and he's, he's certainly not alone in that one. Um, Sam Wolverton, no. Sam Wolverton, skipper's the side as well, and it's a side that's not short of um, not short of a, a leader or two. Like you say, you got um, you got Alan Wynne Jones in the side alongside him. Greg Laidlaw, obviously captain's uh, Scotland, yeah. and then you have got Owen Farrell on the bench. So and Roy yeah. Best, of course. So loads of Roy leaders Best, on there. Yeah. Um, mm. Do you think do you think it's an important thing to have your, your kind of your tour captain lead out the uh, the first game? It's something for me. I'm I'm, I'm always quite keen on. Yeah, I, I, I suppose it it, set, it enables him anyway to set his stall out. And also, I mean, it's twofold at the moment because, like you mentioned already, I think he hasn't had many minutes. Uh, when's the last time he played? Just after the Six Nations, I think. Yeah. So um, it's important for him personally, and I guess for the tour, it makes good sense. Um, yeah, it was that game away in Ulster, I think, was the last time he played. I think he played that yeah. game. Yeah, the draw. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, no, um, I think so. You're right. It's, it's important for him to get that game time, isn't it? Yeah, and, and Reece Webb off the bench as well. I mean, I, I still think he just. <laughs> I, I'm not. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to uh, assassinate Denham's character, but if I was in his shoes, I would have pulled out of every game. It, like with his with his injury record, yeah. If I got picked for the Lions, I would have. <laughs> I would have gone through the wall and said, "Oh no, hang on, my calf." I'm a, I'm a bit of a tweak. Uh, I think I better sit this one out, coach, yeah. and then make sure I'm on the plane. Once you're on the plane, then obviously you're going to play. But um, it'd be important to see how he goes uh, as well, because he, obviously he'll come on at some stage. So um, he will. But yeah, no, and then this is it. You can't wrap players in cotton wool, but you worry about both the the two front running nines, don't you? In in Webb and Murray, given their injury records. Yeah, I might. I mean, that might be the. Uh, Main reason why they lost start in the first game because they were both still carrying knocks. Obviously, Ken Owens would have been not considered either. So, um, yeah, I, I was reading an article. I think it was uh, someone sent me an article on the BBC website of kind of analysis of what went wrong 12 years ago. Yeah, and they took all sorts of players over there with English players mainly uh, with uh, injuries. Uh, I mean, worthwhile risks. Uh, people like Lance Delalio and. Richard Hill were carrying knocks into the tour, I think, and were injured in the first game and sent home and everything. So it can go really wrong if you carry too many injuries into a tour. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that said, what do you what do you foresee the result on Saturday? I don't know. I, I, it's kind of a no win for the Lions. Uh, if it, if they hammer the uh, if they hammer the provincial Bavarians, then it's a kind of so you should, you know. We're playing against pretty not amateurs, but um, second yeah. string players. And and if you don't, then you know every, everyone's tail is up in New Zealand, saying they can't even beat our second string. So it's no win, really. You just got to get it, get get under the belt, I suppose. Yeah, get under the belt, blow the cobwebs out of the system, and uh, mm. and I mean, I quickly. Yeah, I mean, certainly. Well, they they just on a thirty-five hour journey. They stopped over yeah. in Melbourne, and then now so I, it's the middle of the night now, uh, very early in the morning now in. Um, in uh, New Zealand, so they'll be up and getting ready to train. Uh, I mean, they, then they, before they're going to train today, and then captain's run tomorrow, and then they're playing the first game of the tour. So, uh, 
you know. So I'm not so, no, I'm a day behind it. I'm nice Wednesday today, but yeah. it's Thursday morning. Thursday morning over there. So no, I'm right. Thursday morning over there. Yeah, train today. Captain's run Friday, and then their first game. Having just got off the plane about twelve hours ago. It's going to be a so, tall order. Um, mm. But that said, you know, it's no picnic over here if you're watching it as a as a Lions fan as well. You have to <laughs> set, the alarm, set the alarm clock. Make sure you're uh, make sure you're up and got a place in the. Uh, Placing yeah, a, a suitable watering hole. Where um where are you going to be watching on Saturday morning? I'm not um I'm not a fan of 8:30 a.m. drinking unless I'm actually on in an airport or uh, <laughs> or on a tour somewhere. Um, so I'll be at home. And I was I, the first test. I was supposed to be out with a load of um, my former teammates and what have you. We're going to go down. We're going to be down in Mumbles. But oh, yeah. by mistake, I bought a. Uh, Glastonbury ticket, and uh, on exactly the same weekend, so I've uh, messed everything up. Do I don't know what. what I don't know what plans Michael Levis has gone for showing the game. <laughs> well, do you <laughs> might, you might have it Funny enough, my um, my Lions memory that I haven't mentioned on um, on a, on any of our podcasts so far is I actually watched that the 2005 first test at Glastonbury. Did you? And, yeah, I did. Yeah, and remember, you know, waking up really bleary eyed after a particularly heavy heavy friday mm. night there and this, this uh, is the only type of friday night they do with yeah, the heavy exactly. ones and uh and just kind of it was absolutely an absolute nightmare watching watching that o'driscoll thing happen in the first you know the first uh, yeah. and then the, mm. the abject performance that followed yeah so um so yeah providing um i think that there is a tendency to show the big sporting events down there Yes, they do, especially if it's soccer. But um, yeah, they will. I stress it with the Lions test. I expect they will. I but uh, my 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 memory from my memory from 2005 was uh, I, I remember I was watching that game at home here, but just before um, the tour started and just before the first test, new neighbours moved in mm. uh, on one side, and one of them was a bloody New Zealander. Oh God, just in and, time, and yeah. Uh, yeah, just in time to get absolutely smashed. <laughs> really smashed. There was a, there was a lot in that a lot in that article about the things they did wrong on that 2005 tour with Clive Woodward and all that. They uh, it's things you forget. It's really easy to forget the fine points. Is that uh, they took 45 players mm. and it was the year Wales had won their first Grand Slam in 28 years, I believe. Yeah. But of the 45, 20 were English. <laughs> I remember it. Well, I remember it. Really, really <laughs> I don't. Well. I just. I literally forgot that bit of detail. And I think out of the starting test side, it was something like, or out of the the twenty two as it was then that played in the test, the first test of like there was thirteen Englishmen or something like that. Again, mm. I don't like. I don't like to get bogged down in the um. Well, know, I, I, I try not to, but it's difficult. <laughs> it was. Di- difficult I, I remember finding it really difficult to take that year because. We played so well, having you know, in my lifetime, Wales had never won anything, um, mm. and just kind of the the style of rugby that that we play kind of really lit up that that season. You just thought, all oh, right, it's going to be a lot mm. of players here who um, who really stand the who really stand the chance. But um, yeah, I remember well, my, really my, with that. at the time, I, I I remember thinking, well, we could go on the Lions tour and just, I mean, no disrespect to the Welsh players that were in the the Lions tour, just play the Welsh team with some English second rows. Mm. Because we, if you remember that, um, that Six Nations, we did it off almost hardly any possession. Yeah, <laughs> the, right. the set piece wasn't very good. Uh, we had Sadoli and Goff, I think, was it in the second row? Cobain. And uh, yes, Brent Cobain as well. They yeah, have a Goff and Goff was involved at some stage. And, uh, none of them were particularly 
uh, tall uh, or athletic in the lineout. So I thought, well, throw in, um, I don't know, Ben K or whatever it was in the and uh, we lost some line-up ball, and off we go. That'll be it. And then um, when when the tour started, it was just like um, Clive Woodward reliving, reliving 2003. Basically. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and that was the thing that really grated with me is you know they were they were great players who'd gone past their peak. You know, Bucky mm. was Bucky was done by then. Um, Jason Robinson had had a. I know he had a couple of seasons after that we played well, but he was so out of form that year. He. Mm. Um, you know, he was not the player he was in, in 2003. It, yeah. yeah, it just, uh, Greenwood was finished by then. Um, and Johnny Wilkinson hadn't played rugby for, for basically the two years that had followed. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, I remember that just being, you know, really kind of sticking and thinking, well, it's not as if you've even lost out to players who are in sensational form. That's you've right. lost out to players just because Woodward doesn't trust the, doesn't trust the rest. Yeah. And I mean, as it turns out, even if he hadn't got all his selections wrong, probably wouldn't have made any difference to the outcome of the tour. I mean, they were absolutely head and shoulders above any team, especially the Lions on that tour. So it wouldn't have made too much difference. But, it's uh, true, but I think there's the, there's the manner of the defeats as well. You know, there was nothing, no. there was nothing enjoyable about that tour practically. <laughs> you know, even, no. even the Maori comfortably brushed us aside. I say even the Maori as if, yeah. you know, they're, um, yeah. They're not a great yeah. side, you know, they'd probably get mm. to the semi-final of any, of any World Cup. But, um, at the same time, you know, it was, you looked at it and thought, God, we can't even give, we can't even give the, the Maori a game here. What, what chance do we stand against the All Blacks? And as it proved, right. yeah. Well, hopefully this tour will get, uh, we'll get off to a much better start, Murph. And, uh, yeah, we'll look forward to catching up with you, uh, next week. Enjoy the early mm-hmm. start and, um, and yeah, we'll, we'll get your thoughts then. Cheers, man. I'll, um, I'll be more prepared and try and give you more hospital passes on the weekend. <laughs> Look forward to it. <laughs> Cheers, man. Cheers, Dad. Bye. Thanks, mate. Ciao. Sports Social Podcast Network.